So you're welcome to episode 23 of Rebel Yell in association with Cork City FC Exiles. My name is Kevin Galvin and you're very welcome to the latest edition on what's a bit of a European special. City hosting Rosenberg in the first leg of their uh, Europa League third qualifying round contest. Joining me is uh, Adressa journalist Marius Dahl who's been following Rosenberg for pretty much his entire life and has been writing about them for how many years at this stage? Uh, is it five? Yes, five, five, five years. So, yeah, so Marius is the man to go to when it comes to talking about Rosenberg. He's actually joining me for the next couple of days in Cork, but ahead of the game. Uh, but I've managed to nab him for a podcast here. So, Marius, first of all, lashing raining outside. But other than that, how, <laughs> how have you enjoyed uh, being in Ireland thus far? First of all, I have to say it's nice to be here, both here uh, and in your house and uh, in your podcast as well. <laughs> um, yeah, Ireland's pretty much the same as Norway. Bad weather, but. Uh, Really calm and nice. Yeah, and good beer and good beer. Yeah, uh, have to has to put that in. Yeah, that's, a, that's an easy victory there for uh, for Marius. But um, yeah, I suppose we we get straight down to it because Rosenberg off the back of that three win victory against Ranheim. Um, I know that obviously you were saying to me that all oh, the Ranheim guys were a lot of them are semi pros and um, you were saying that two guys, two brothers, were playing on opposite sides. Yeah. So how much can you take out of that three one win for Rosenberg last Saturday? Uh, First of all, it was the first game uh, after uh, four weeks of uh, holidays, so those games are really special. Um, but uh, even though Ranham are semi-professionals, uh, they are a really good side. Just look at the table, they've done excellent this season. They held Rosenberg to 1-1 at the Lökendal, uh, which is Rosenberg's home ground, uh, earlier in the season. Uh, but Rosenberg, they were good, they were really, really good. Um, uh, they dominated, they created more chances than, than uh, they have done so far this season. Um, and I think many Rosma fans hope that this is a new start because it, it's been a rubbish season. Uh, a lot of bad games, even though they have won their ties, it's, they've been bad, not a European standard. Yeah, and you were saying, obviously, we were talking about kind of the Sligo, you know, the obviously Rosenberg's last manager was instated after yeah. the Sligo loss and then kind of went out the door after the Valor defeat. Mm. Um, was that a real kind of wake-up call for a lot of the players in terms of that, that defeat on Iceland? Yeah, it's been a, a little bit of a circus <laughs> now the last couple of weeks. Um, neither of us, under uh, we didn't expect it. Uh, I mean, uh, he... Cora, uh, Rosma manager, former Rosma manager, who got sacked the day after uh, the advance in uh, in the Champions League against Valor. It was a crappy game, however, but uh, yeah. Um, and the players didn't understand. Uh, mm-hmm. And they uh, chose not to talk to the media. Uh, they got together and they sent uh, out a letter to the press uh, saying that... Uh, this was not their decision. Uh, they wanted him back. Mm. And does that make it very difficult now for the current manager coming in, Dutch Dutch manager? Uh, obviously it does. Uh, they have nothing against him. It's not his mm. fault. Um, he was actually the leader of the ac- academy uh, for like uh, seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously that makes a little bit pressure on him. And especially the board. Uh, this is the third manager they have sacked under the current board. Yeah. Mm. Um, but a lot of the fans uh, they agreed uh, because uh, it might sound crazy to you guys uh, because just look at his resume he won three league titles in uh, three 
Well, it came in the summer of uh, 2014. That ended with the silver, but Molde were they were outrageous that season. Um, he got got into Europe twice. Hamid mm. uh, Ajax twice last year. Uh, two cup finals, two victories. Uh, so he's, he's done really well, Cora. Uh, but uh, the board and the fans thought that he had maximized his uh, potential as a Rosman manager, uh, and they needed a new one to get into the next level. Yeah, but you're saying there, like obviously you said, you know, a bit of a circus. It's yeah. a circus that's seen Rosenberg now win their last four games. Yeah. You know, including obviously that win against Valor, four four wins in their last five league games, and we were talking about it yesterday. You were saying about Dundalk and how Rosenberg really struggled. Benner yeah. was kind of at a low at that point. Yeah. So you're, it's all about timing. So how do you feel in terms of the timing of this game coming up for Rosenberg? Is it a good time for them to play Cork City? It's a bad timing for Cork City tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I hate to be optimistic, uh, but I am. Uh, I think this could be three 0 four 0 to Rosenberg if, uh, if things still go well, uh, because they seem very very good now. Uh, then they made Rodan look like trees. You know they they are in good shape. Um, tried a new formation that worked really well. Uh, I think three weeks ago, and now this is not because of Cora, uh, <laughs> because uh, his side wasn't that bad. But I think Cora could have taken Rusmo three weeks ago uh, because uh, really, Rusmo they really topped their form into this stage of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why they always struggle in the, in the first rounds of, of Europe. Uh, Dundalk last year could easily have been uh, defeated, and uh, four weeks later they beat Ajax twice. Yeah, uh, that's that's crazy, but uh, that's. That's just the way uh, European football is at this stage. There are no, there are no bad sides in Europe at the moment. Yeah, and I suppose that's that's what City fans will be kind of, I wouldn't say consoling themselves with, but I mean, obviously we played against Legia. We were not really on a great run of form. Uh, we'd lost to, uh, we lost a couple of league games, um, and then I suppose. Beat, we've since that Legia game, we've beaten Derry five 0 We've hammered Derry. Um, we beat Waterford last week. Uh, we won up in Bray, obviously against the Bray side that are kind of weakened. But mm. I mean, there surely there's parts to Cork City's game that now that you've probably had done a bit of research about them. So what would you? What would worry you from a Cork City like from a Rosenberg point of view looking at the Cork City I, team? Uh, I haven't uh, looked that much into Cork. I saw the second half uh, against the Legia, um, mm. but. When Rosenberg meets Icelandic sides or Irish sides, or those, uh, we we know what to expect. We're gonna meet eleven crazy motors yeah. <laughs> trying to to hammer. They they win their duels. Uh, they're probably gonna defend a lot. Mm. Use physics. Uh, sounds like we're underrating you at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, definitely, and I think it's good for Cork City that. You play the first leg at home. Uh, normally, it's good to to finish at home, but to get a good result tomorrow uh, or today, I don't know when, when the podcast yeah. published. Um, that that's really a deciding factor for for Cork City and hold the zero. You, you have to hold the zero before going to Trondheim. Yeah, and that's that's really the kind of philosophy even that that our manager John Caulfield did against Legia. It was very much containing teams, um, trying to press high when you can. And then, you know, trying to sneak a goal on a counter-attack or something yeah. like that. If our wingers are can play well, then we've shown earlier on this season 
Um, even you know we say this all the time, but take for reference the, the goals against Sligo earlier on, or St. Pat's at the start of the season. Yeah. You know, going down the wing, putting the ball in for Cummins, and yeah. it's just a case of Cork City's getting their shooting boots on, really, and yeah. seeing if they can actually try and net yeah, a goal. Because you have to score as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, if Cork City win one 0 tomorrow, it's a fifty-fifty before the second leg, because then uh, you can make Rusma frustrated. Uh, maybe even get an away goal. Um, and 2 0 tomorrow on Cork City are favourites before the return leg. Uh, and obviously, uh, you have to t- get use of the the dead balls and, and the regular situations. Um, so, But first of all, hold the zero. I think yeah. that's the most important bit, actually. Yeah, and I suppose that's that's the main thing for City in terms of keeping that clean sheet. But I was looking at some of the Rosenberg players. You've got like Mike Jensen, who's, I think he's club captain now, you're telling yeah, me. He scored twice in the uh, time Rosenberg pulled it out from the death against Sligo, scoring, mm. I think it was three goals, three unanswered goals to go through at the showgrounds. Yeah. He also scored last weekend against Randheim. So is he Rosenberg's main threat? Or? He is um, because... <clears throat> He was player of the year in uh, when they got here in uh, in two thousand thirteen. He was player of the year the year after that. Mm. He was really good in two thousand fifteen. Uh, he's been excellent. He's been Rosenberg's best player for years. Uh, he's a defensive hard worker. Uh, he scores a lot of goals. He had a lot of assists. Uh, so he, he was really important. Um, last couple of years he hasn't been that good. Um, but when he has been good, Rosenberg has been good. So in that terms, he's. Rosenberg's most important player. Um, when I am to to list up Rosenberg's five best players this season, uh, he's not one of them, okay. definitely. Um, but that also makes him one of the most important, if you know what I mean. He yeah. has to be in form. Uh, Rosenberg's best players they are in in defense, uh, the central defense, uh, Tore Griginiusen and Evan Hovland, as well as the goalkeeper. Those are the three best players at Rosenberg. Uh, but Mike Jensen, obviously, uh, as my descript- description said, uh, he's probably the most important player. Yeah, he's kind of the, he's a player that kind of makes the squad tick almost as they're going forward. A bit like us yeah. in terms of we've Conor McCormick and when McCormick plays well, generally yeah. the team plays I can well. talk to a lot of uh, players in the top league in Norway. Who's who's the, the worst player to play against in, in Rosenberg? Like, uh, yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah. most awkward. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. And Mike Jensen, he's tops that list. Uh, he's always going to have a little dirty trick. And uh, if you follow him, he's going to lay on the ground and yell at the referee. He's he's so angry. Uh, when Rosemar won their second uh, double in a row, uh, they beat a second-tier team uh, 4-0. Um, and the last 10 minutes of that game was just a chair on a fantastic Rosemar era. Mm. Uh, at the same time, Rosenberg missed a free kick. Oh, well, they was going to have a free kick. He didn't get it. And Mike Jensen jumped up, pulled his hand together. And he yeah. was so angry, you could see it. And we were just laughing, like, dude, you're going to win a second double. It's 4 0. Yeah. Come on. But uh, he's just crazy. Uh, a good guy when the match is over. Uh, oh, well, he's, he's angry sometimes after the game as well. But uh, yeah, he's, he's a winning type, winner yeah. type. He's a Republic enemy number one, so tomorrow, Turner's Cross. Yeah. And I suppose the other name, obviously. Going to jump out to Hawk City fans is that of Nicholas Bentner. Yeah. Um, we we talked about Bentner yesterday ourselves, kind of his up and down form. You said that, as we said, against Dundalk, he was at a low ebb. 
picked up picked it up a small bit since then, but this season has been struggling again and talks that we just said there that Rosenberg have signed a new another striker last night. Yeah. So maybe tomorrow's game could be a big one for Bettner to, to kind of stake his claim to, to stay with Rosenberg. Yeah, actually. Uh, Niklas Bettner is, uh, you never know what to get uh, because uh, if he wants to do well, he, he does well. It's all about his motivation. He's, um, he's a player that uh, comes with the, uh, the size of the game. Hmm. Uh, he had to play because... When he came to Rosenborg, he had to play a, a lot of games recently because of an injury and stuff in Nottingham. So he had to pick up a lot of games in the beginning uh, of last season. So he had to play a second round of the cup match uh, against Tunset from uh, the fourth tier. Right. Like the thousand spectators, it was in the middle of the wood. <laughs> and uh, he did nothing for 45 minutes because he has nothing to prove. Yeah, He's been in Champions League for Arsenal, he's played for Juventus, played in the Bundesliga. He has nothing more to prove. Um, but So, when he came to Rosmo last year, he was really much up and down in the in the first part of the season. Uh, but when the, the sizes of the games got bigger, uh, they played Ajax in uh, Europa League qualification, Champions League with the Celtic, uh, he got really good. Um and it was decent against uh, Celtic now as well. Hmm. Um, so the question is, if Cork City is Cork City in, in the Europa League, is that a big match for him? If yes, he's going to do well tomorrow. Yeah. If no, uh, Rosemary have 10 defensive players because it's not going to do one single. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, it, it, like, all truth be told, it's not going to be. I mean, for Nicholas, for a guy who's played the Champions League, yeah. an away game, a Turner's Cross with 6,000 or 7,000 people is going to be a big game. But... He wasn't, he wasn't that good in Dundalk last year either, mm-hmm. uh, I suppose. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it was no. awful at the home game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was, that drew quite a lot of comment from League of Ireland circles as well. Obviously, a lot of people from Ireland would uh, take an interest in the Premier League and then they'd be watching kind of ex-Premier League yeah. players. And even coming up now uh, tomorrow night against uh, a Premier League defender, Damien Delaney, is going to be very interesting, who's just come yeah, to Cork City from, 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 City, yeah. from, from Crystal Palace. So, like... Has that has that kind of appeared in in the kind of Rosenberg press or in the Norwegian press in terms of Delaney playing for Cork City? Has he been marked out as a player one to watch? Actually, not. Uh, it's been so. We normally care a lot about the opponents, mm. uh, but it's been too much about Rosenberg lately. Uh, so much going on. We we haven't had the time to look at the the opponent. Uh, but as I said, I know what we're gonna play. Um, and also, there are going to be 11 players at Cork City tomorrow waiting for, to take out Nicholas Bentner. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, they are all, already 1-0 up in, in those duels. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose the, the other thing that, that City have to advantage in the first leg is, will we always say, the geography of Turner's Cross itself. It's very narrow pitch. Yeah. The stands are right, like literally mm. from me to you is the distance from the players. Yeah. And City fans are not afraid to mm. you know give... Mm. That lip, you know, we have a very, very. Yeah, I'm not used to that in, in Norway. Yeah. Uh, so is that going to be? Would would that potentially affect those those Rosenberg players? Yeah, do you think? obviously. Uh, there are like two, three meters from the sideline to the to the stands in Norway. A lot of modern uh, areas, mm. arenas. Sorry. Um, so you don't get that uh, really tight uh, atmosphere in, in Norway. You don't do that. And, I, uh, and the generally the atmosphere. In the kind of Lurkendal, or not, not so much the Lurkendal, but the, the kind of when you go to away games in Norway for players, is it very hostile atmosphere for those Rosenberg players? Or because I mean, we were talking about Mulda, we were talking about some other teams where you you can't even, I mean, Ranheim, even perfect example last Saturday, yeah. you can't even 
there was really no in terms of atmosphere of it. There are some teams with good atmosphere, uh, especially when they make the Rosenberg because then then they they make it bigger. Uh, but Brann, Lillestrøm, uh, Valerenga. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty much not so good. Mm. <laughs> uh, and you said Ranheim, uh, they are mainly two thousand Rosenberg supporters yeah. who suddenly got a more local team. Yeah. So you have to respect that, but. Uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be a different atmosphere uh, to, to the Rosenberg players, but I don't think that it won't settle the game. But it could be, it could be interesting. Yeah, it could be interesting. And how many how many Rosenberg fans are you expecting over the Cork for it? Uh, I have a group conversation with eleven people, uh, <laughs> so I I wouldn't say over twenty. Uh, okay. So it's not going to be. You're not going to see Rosenberg fans at their best, unfortunately. Yeah, because that was definitely like when, when Legia, I suppose partly because there are so many Polish people living in Ireland and Legia is such a big club that they had their stand packed. Yeah, and it was a crazy Those Polish fans are crazy. They are pretty crazy, all right. But, uh, there were 3,000 of them in, in Schoenheim uh, five years ago. Uh, they were more interested in uh, taking into the VIP area uh, <laughs> and uh, trash some chairs than the game itself. Yeah. But... <laughs> That's, that's the fans, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but I suppose that 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 could really you know, you're talking about a massive home crowd and then a kind of a tiny away crowd. So, yeah. you know, I suppose you've you've kind of laid your laid yourself in the line now, saying that Rosenberg are going to win easily. Um, like what what makes you think that? Like, how do you see the game going? Do you, do you see Rosenberg scoring early? Do you see? Uh, no, I don't see Rosmo scoring early, uh, but I can see Rosmo trying to to get control of the game uh, really quickly. Uh, they had uh, this, the speed of the ball uh, went really quickly at Ranheim, uh, and uh, I think Rosmo was going to create a lot of chances. Uh, but Cork, uh, if they make them frustrated, uh, get their self confidence up, uh, make Rosmo struggle, go to half time at nil nil. Get control of the game. Uh, that's the key. If Rosmo score in the first half, it's gonna things are uh, things are, uh, might get really comfortable for for Rosmo. Right, that's interesting because I'm gonna put my lady down. I'm gonna say it's a nil all draw tomorrow. Um, just from seeing Rosenberg over the last couple of games, they're scoring goals, but they're scoring goals off and off the, like individual bits of brilliance or mistakes from other players that I, I don't think, particularly with the run that we're in at the moment, even. The Waterford game last Friday proved um, City's ability to kind of hold out and mm. and and kind of get that uh, compact shape. Um, I definitely think the wings is is once again against Leggy. It was the wings again. If our fullbacks play well, mm. then we have an excellent chance. If we leave space in behind, then we could we could be under pressure. Mm. And I think that narrow pitch will probably suit us. And then it's a case of seeing what we can get in the Lurkendal in the in the, in the second leg. Um, before I before I leave you go, Marius, I just we you know, obviously we're, we're going to be talking about next week, but there's going to be maybe forty or fifty city fans travel over to Norway next week. So they're what, in trouble. They're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, what would you what would you recommend for people over there? And obviously, Trondheim isn't a, a well visited city given its geographic location is pretty far away yeah. from from anywhere. So what would you recommend people do when they get there? Or, or? Uh, they had to get uh, go to the Three Lions pub in in, uh, in the center of Trondheim. Um, uh, obviously the Irish pub as well. Um, as for other things, uh, they have to see Festlin, 
uh, that's the that's where you get to the big view of Trondheim. Uh, so that's amazing. But the city itself, uh, just enjoy it. Uh, have some sleep on your hotel, like four hours. But the, the city is to explore. It's yeah. a wonderful city. Brilliant. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much, uh, Marius. And uh, obviously, you can if you're of a Norwegian uh, or if you're based in Norway, then you can pick up Adressa in the morning, and you'll you'll hear about uh, about Marius's thoughts on on the game the following day. But. Um, we will not have live radio commentary of uh, Thursday's game unfortunately the RTE Boom. I know unfortunately <laughs> RTE's uh, rights stretches to radio um, so we've been informed we're not, we're, not allowed, we're not allowed to cover the game which is unfortunate but do keep in contact with us it's at, at RR Presenters on Twitter um, Rebel Radio CCFC on Facebook and Snapchat and don't forget as well to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. But until next week, when I'm back with the usual, um, Dave, as we hopefully discuss how City are going to cruise through after a 3-0 win in the home leg, um, it's goodbye.